Welcome back to uh, Monge Sports. If you're new here, I'm Mick Monjovi. And I'm Michael Monjovi. And uh, if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> this is the second episode. Yeah, so uh, last week we uploaded an episode and we did a quick little mock draft. Let's just say, with if we did, since we didn't do trades, we were far off. We weren't even close. Yeah, I'll be totally honest. Yeah, I mean, if, you, if you didn't do trades, your mock draft was terrible. Because yeah. there were way too many trades to even keep track of. Including our team, trading up. Yeah, it was uh, huge. AVT, welcome. Let's go, Jets. Um... Other Jet news, Zach Wilson will be wearing number two, which love to see it. The headband is also still here. Oh, thank God, yeah, you can throw the ball at the headband. Thank God, that's going to be... <laughs> Honestly, I don't give a fuck what number he wears. I just hope he can play football. <laughs> yeah, he can wear 107. I don't, I don't care. care. He can throw the ball. I don't really care what's going on. Again, we can have prisoners running around playing receiver. It doesn't matter. Like As long as you win games, it doesn't matter to me. So, just find a way to get it done, which they probably won't. Yeah, probably won't get it done, because that's how the Jets roll. Um, but overall draft, nice to watch. Um, I watched probably five rounds, paid attention for about four of them. Fifth round, I didn't really start to not really know anybody. But I liked how the Jets were able to get Elijah Moore in the second round. That was huge. Yeah, nice pickup. A lot of guys calling him a top five receiver, thanks to the Giants, all right, uh, for picking yeah. a guy that shouldn't have gone there at all. So thanks again. Uh, you guys seem to do that a lot. But Daniel Jones comes to mind, Andrew Thomas, letting yeah. Becton fall to us. You know, it's just really – I have to. I really appreciate the Giants because now they just make all these terrible draft picks in the first round that they overdraft all these guys. You can just get them later. You don't have to pick them there. You don't have to pick them there. You can just wait a second. The Raiders have been doing that, too. I don't know what their problem is. They just don't know how to draft. Mike Mayock thinks, like, these guys are just going to be gone if he doesn't pick them, maybe. Or if he's just like, my draft board's better than your draft board, so I'm just going to take them here because I feel like it. Yeah, it worked out really well with Cleveland Farrell. That guy's great. Yeah, so, like, yeah I know. What are doing? Like, they picked Max Crosby in, like, round 50, and that guy is better than Cleveland Farrell. So, I don't know what they're doing, but you could just get these guys in the next round. You don't have to trade up. Right. You don't have to freak out. Yeah, I know. I mean, here's the thing, though. If Leatherwood ends up being, like, a legit tackle, then it's worth it. Yeah. But, again, you could have picked someone else and then just waited and gotten Leatherwood in the second round. Or you right. could have packaged that second to move up with something else later and then exactly. moved up. You didn't have to spend a first-round pick on the guy. You really didn't. But, you know, you... you, you Micah Parsons, a guy like that, you know, there's a lot of trades moving around. Yeah. And then he got picked. Uh, Justin Fields, you had to trade up for him. Yeah, I get it. 49ers, you had to trade up for Trey Lance. What a surprise. There, you know, there's stuff like that. Yeah. Elijah Barry Tucker to the Jets. Yeah, you have to trade up for those guys. You don't have to trade up for Alex Leatherwood. No. Like, he got picked, and I saw the fans were like, who? Like, they went, <laughs> who this is? Leatherwood? Is this an advertisement for something? I'm pretty sure it's an advertisement. Like, no one even knew what what who he was or anything like that. I don't know. So, I guess we'll see how it works out. Yeah, I think Leatherwood's supposed to be good, but he's, like, second-round talent. So, I don't know. But thank you, Chicago Bears, for trading up for Justin Fields so he doesn't go to the New England Patriots. But I still think Matt Jones is going to be very good because the Patriots took him. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. I think it's mostly about where you got drafted, right. what they do around you, and that, uh, yeah, so I can totally see Mac Jones lightening it, just lighting it up first year, and us going, oh, great, we got the wrong quarterback. Again, awesome. Yeah. I could see that happening. You know what? I think Zach Wilson is a better prospect, and that if Mac Jones ends up playing better than Zach Wilson or has a better career than Zach Wilson... And the same thing would have happened if we had drafted Mac Jones and they had Zach Wilson. It'd just be the same thing. Yeah, to me, same thing over and over again every three to five years. Just doing it again. Yeah, you know what? I think this draft went great for the Jets, which is awesome. I'm excited for the season now with all these players that they got. The only glaring weakness on this football team seems to be corner, and it's not the whole group. It's a deep group if you add a number one corner. Yeah. That's the problem. They don't have a number one corner. But you know what? They're playing a zone now. They're running that right. Seattle scheme. You don't need your corners to be very good. So if 
at the end of the day, if you just have so-so corners, uh, I shouldn't say so. I mean, they stink. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're not very good. I remember ones like Blasson Austin or Bryce Hall. Not not, not the TikTok star either. Not that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not him. I'm talking about the six-round pick from last year. He played very, very well. He was supposed to be earlier around, but I think he got hurt last year or something. Yeah, he had a bad injury and then he fell. Same thing with Sean Austin. I mean, I like right. both of them just in general. I mean, if if I'm going, okay, like, first snap of the year, no doubt. You know who I want out there? I want Bryce Hall. I want Sean Austin. Like, that's not my dream. No, To line not. them up at corner, right, to go look across the field and watch Jamar Chase. I mean, uh... What's his name? Waddle. Uh, line Legit. up for the Dolphins. And, and Will Fuller. <laughs> yeah, and Will Fuller would be like, all right, Hall. All right. Good luck. All right, Austin. Lock him down. Like, yeah. I don't see that happening. I don't see Hunter Henry and Joni Smith coming to town and we're like, all right, it's fine. Like, we'll just lock him up with one of our elite corners. We'll just put Bryce Hall on him. And then, you know, J- Joni Smith won't have a catch. Like, just, body, just throw him around like rag right. dolls. Oh, Stephon Diggs? Please. Yeah, Bryce Hall to cover you. Like, it's not <laughs> going to work out very Yeah, well. like, Steven Nelson, the corner from Pittsburgh, still out there. Richard Sherman, still there. Our guy, Brian Poole, haven't resigned him yet. I don't know what they're waiting for. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the whole plan is with that. I mean, I think they want maybe LaMarcus Joyner to play slot or maybe bring down Ashton Davis, uh, see if he can play a little bit of slot. But Brian Poole's kind of sitting there. I don't really know why they haven't resigned him. I don't know why good teams who need slot help haven't signed him. Yeah, I don't know. I really don't understand why yeah. he's one of the game's top slot. One of the best slot corners. He's incredible. You just gotta keep him in the slot. If you put him outside, he's still decent. It's not like the Buster Screen experiment. That was terrible. Yeah. Oh my he god. Him, he was fine in the slot, but then you put him outside. It's like the dude didn't play football. Yeah. It's like you. It's like you put like a quarterback at kicker. Like it didn't. Yeah. Translate at all. I was like, you just moved over a few yards. Like I know it's different, but it's at least both corner. Yeah, I've I've never seen so many penalties committed by one corner in my entire life. Oh yeah, terrible. Uh, saw a highlight, right? Uh, you did of Sam Donald throwing a sixty-yard laser to DJ Moore. Yeah. Honestly, folks, let's start fitting him for a Hall of Fame jacket because the Jets <laughs> just traded him away. This guy's gonna go off. This guy, he's gonna be incredible. Rodney yeah. Anderson and Sam Donald are gonna be like holding hands at like their like their Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah. We're just going to have to watch that. They're going to have, like, four Super Bowl rings. It's going to make sense. You know what I could really see? It's just the whole... It it would just make sense if Donald gets traded to the Panthers. And the reason why he gets... And he gets traded to the Panthers, right? And then they go on and they're successful. Mac Jones is just incredible. And then the Patriots come back. And Zach Wilson's just awful. And our chef fans are crying ourselves to sleep every night because we can't do dick. Yeah. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. But you know what's nice about the draft? Is that 32 teams, you feel like, oh, we just got a lot better today. As if all these guys are going to pan out, and half of them don't. Like, first-round picks, like, around two-thirds are good, and then the other third are just trash. Yeah, just don't work. We we think we drafted well, but we have no idea. Let's yeah, be honest. Know, we don't know. Yeah, rankings. If this was an exact science, and why everyone would just draft well every year. Whoever picked first would have the best draft every year if everyone knew what was going to happen. But we don't, so I guess we'll have to wait and see. Joe Douglas, I have to say, had a very good draft last year. Yes. And uh, I'm I'm fairly confident that he had another good draft. Uh, we'll see. I I do have to say, with guard especially, a lot of teams overlook guard, like mm-hmm. high-end guard prospects, like Quentin Nelson, for instance. Zach Martin is another that jumps to mind. Where these guys, they're first-round picks, but... They should really be, like, top three level picks. Like, they're that good of yeah. players. But because they play guard, they're not really highly regarded as a top level uh, pick. And I think with AVT, he might fall into the same boat. And I could see him being a high level starter, if not, like, a pro bowler, like, the first year. Something yeah. crazy like that. Mm-hmm. And you know I agree. what? You just line him up a left guard, and then you just send the whole offense to the left. And just let behind Beckton and... AVT just maul that entire side of the field. That's yeah. a good, good welcome gift for Zach Wilson. Y- yeah, you know your blind side? Don't worry about it. That yeah. To start off like that is already better than what you've given Sam Darnold. Am I going to sit here and say Corey Davis is Stephon Diggs or Julio Jones or Michael Thomas? No, absolutely not. No, he's not. He, he's all right. He's okay. He's a weapon. He's a professional receiver. I can guarantee you that. He's a legit receiver in the NFL. Yes. Again, he's not Devontae Adams, but he's fine. You have him. You pair him with more. They still have Denzel Mims. Crowder. They have Crowder. 
wouldn't be surprised if they trade Crowder when they're uh, not competitive near the uh, trade deadline yeah, because Elijah that. Moore is a slot receiver. At least he was in college. So trade Crowder to a contender, contender, maybe get a couple picks. I don't know. Yeah, or just a third. Yeah. Yeah, something like that, a fourth. I don't care. That's fine. Just use my, it's going to be Crowder's last year on the team anyway, let's be honest. Yeah. If you look at his contract and what's made, it's, it's his last year. He's making like so, 10 mil anyway. Yeah, he's making $10 million. I like Crowder a lot, but he's not a, you know, a $10 million receiver. Mm-hmm. Especially I'd, on a not very non-competitive team. I mean, if you're a good team who has the luxury or like a, or like a rookie quarterback, or not a rookie, but a guy on the rookie deal, yeah, sure, maybe you might be able to get like that extra flashy toy for the young quarterback, but not for, like, we're just not competing. Right now, I don't no. see the Jets as a competitive team. If you put him in the NFC East, I'd be all right. Let's go to the playoffs. Like, I'd yeah. Be like all right, like let's go. I'd be pretty confident. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd be fairly confident, right? Washington, I'd be concerned with maybe the Giants a little bit. Yeah, it's about it. Dallas, kinda maybe not the Eagles, right? Or even if they were in that the NFC North, right? I'd be all right. The Packers are gonna win our division, but then like maybe we could fight and like claw our way into this. Unless Rodgers gets traded. Or even uh, the NFC South. All right, like we know that Tampa's going to be good. The Saints are probably going to be good, but we don't know for a fact. The Panthers are going to be good. They're going to be very... If the Panthers are good, it's going to be if Donald is good or not. Yeah, I can see them making the playoffs. Right, yeah, me too. I really could. Yeah, me too. It just makes sense. It's not even for the reasons of... I mean, what something has to do with it. Yes, they have McCaffrey, and now they trade for a new quarterback, so if he works out, it's fine. They have good receivers, and they're working on their defense. Yes. The main reason why I think they're going to make love is because we could have had the coach, and we could have had the quarterback, and we could have had the receiver. We could have had all those three things, and we said, now nah, we're good. So I think they're going to be excellent. I think they're yeah. really going to be amazing. That's the main reason I have for saying that, is that the Jets had the opportunity to have all three, and they said, no, we don't want that rule. We want Adam Gase. We yeah. Want Adam we, Gase. We, we want the guy that the Dolphins fired because they were, cause they were having so much success, right? Oh, yeah, you know that guy? With uh, Jay Cutler, that's who we want. We want Jay Cutler's guy. But who's with Peyton Manning? Peyton Manning was his own offensive coordinator, let's be honest. Oh, yeah, you hear Pat McAfee <laughs> tell stories about Peyton Manning, how he basically just ran the team. No, not yeah. the offense or that. No, the, 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 team. the organization. Like, we're getting on the plane at this time. This is what we're having for breakfast. This is when we have breakfast. Like, that level of, of stuff. This is when we have practice. All right, practice is over. No, we're staying out here for longer. That Like, that's the level of which Peyton Manning controlled things. Adam Gates, he's not even the head coach. He's the offensive coordinator. And the team's run by a quarterback who basically is the head coach. At this point, it's like, what is Adam Gates? Like the 15th person who's like in charge of the offense? I mean, I'm sure yeah, probably a receiver has more <laughs> compared right. to the offense than him at this point. Right? So, anyway, Matt Rule, Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson, they're going to have so much fun down in Carolina. They really are. And they're going to do great things. And it's going to be painful to watch. Yeah, but I do feel like the Jets are headed in the right general direction. It feels a little different. I feel like Salah's the guy, but I mean... Yeah, I mean, he hasn't coached a game, but we'll see. I know he hasn't coached a game. I know a lot of these players are new, but I'm not saying we're going to be competitive this year. I'm just saying that's two, three years, maybe, I don't yeah. know, yeah, sniff a playoff experience. Game. Why not? I mean, let's be honest. If Tua and Mac Jones just don't work, right? There's only the Bills left, and if Dayball gets hired to go somewhere else, who knows what happens to that? Offense? I'm surprised. And then all of a sudden, it's it's just clear. There's just a highway, an open highway of like who's going to take this division, and then all you have to do is be more competent than a team that isn't that doesn't have an offense in the Bills, perhaps. Obviously not now. I'm saying if Dayball gets hired away and mm-hmm. the offense crumbles. He might get hired and the offense looks fine after. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Or if Josh Allen regresses after a monster year. Or mm-hmm. uh, Mac Jones doesn't work out and Tua th- doesn't work out. Is that within the realm of possibility? Why not? Right. I mean, Tua almost got replaced this year. Yeah, I don't even know how Dayball made it out of this offseason. Yeah, I don't know how he didn't get a job. I was shocked. That was crazy. So, with all that, to keep in mind, I mean, there, there might be an avenue here for them to take advantage of. Granted, Tua might work out, Mac Jones might work out, and Brian Dable just might not get hired or he'll get hired for uh, two years, and then he gets fired and you just go back to be the offensive coordinator of the Bills, and they don't miss a beat. I don't know. And then the Jets or, maybe, are, or, maybe are, or maybe their offense is fine without him. Right. Well, you know, you, you really know what it is? 
Can Salah coach? Can Zach Wilson play quarterback? That's really it. That's all. Yeah. That's really it. The end of the day, can Salah coach? Can Zach Wilson play quarterback? And we have no idea for either of them. I'm excited about Zach Wilson. I'm excited about Robert Salah. And then do I know? No, no idea. No, I have no idea. I mean, even if he's the fourth best coach in in the division, it doesn't even mean he's a bad coach. No, that's the crazy part. McDermott's excellent. Flores is probably even better, and Belichick is the master. I mean. Please. Yeah. <laughs> so, even if you're good, you're a good coach, you know, that's... You might end up being the fourth best coach in the division. And that's no knock good. on Sala either. It's just... No, not at all. This division's loaded with no, great it's coaching. incredible. Like, I think Cliff Kingsbury, for instance, is doing a great job with the Cardinals. He's done he a is. really, really good job. If we had Cliff Kingsbury in our division, he'd be the worst coach. He would be. Because... That's how good the coaches are. It's nothing against him. It's just how it is. Yeah. I mean, AFC East has a chance to be one of the best divisions in football. If It would make sense. While, while, while we're kind of getting good, it would make sense. If they if the whole division kind of is amazing at the, at the same time. Even if they aren't, like, even if the Jets aren't that good, which is more likely than not, yes, it's still definitely. one of the best divisions in the future. Yeah, it really is. It looks it's a very it's a very bright sunny division if you're looking for, you know, top level talent. So we'll see. Um the only division I would say probably to be worse in right now is the NFC West or the NFC North, I would say. Because the North, the Browns look like they're gonna be good for a while, and so the Ravens. And then the Steelers, yeah, I know Ben's probably going to oh, be over, but yeah. if they just find a guy who can kind of play quarterback, I mean, this team with 500 with Duck Hodges yeah. and Mason Rudolph. So if mm-hmm. they've got a guy that can kind of play, they'll be fine. So yeah. that division's going to be good. Burrow and them look to be kind of explosive. Although all four of those teams look like they're kind of on the upswing going forward. Yeah, I agree. You know, the NFC West is going to be incredible. Yeah. If Matt Stafford plays for five years and... Trey Lance can play, and Russell Wilson stays. Like, all those teams are going to be good. Kyler Murray and that team, they look like they're good. So that team's incredible. That whole division's incredible. But, I mean, think about it. Like, the NFC North, like Cousins and Rodgers. Well. They're probably not going to be around for a while. Especially Rod Rodgers. Rodgers. around by the end of the weekend. Do you think Rodgers gets traded? Do I think Rodgers gets traded? I don't know, man. A lot of people think it's going to happen. The thing is, you never know what reports are real. Right. And which reports are not real. That's the thing. Even Schefter went on, like, Dan Patrick's show, and he had written this article about Rodgers getting traded, and Dan Patrick was like, oh, okay, like, who would you hear this from? And then he was like, you know, people. And he was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's just a culmination of things I've heard. It wasn't broken to me today, but it's just things I've heard throughout the offseason. Like, it wasn't a real report, which I was surprised, because Schefter is usually on the money with stuff like that and Dan yeah. Patrick was like what are you doing like, why, why are you coming on my show and not having you know sources on on these things so I don't know I've heard the trade to the Broncos is basically a done deal but why isn't the deal done if it's such a done deal why isn't it done I don't think anything can happen before June 1st oh it was it June 3rd or something like that the I think it's June 1st or June 1st yeah something yeah. like that okay well maybe that's it but maybe you would hear probably, oh, like, there's a deal that's done. We're just waiting for this day to let it go through. Like, Alejandro Villanueva, that's a tough name to say. So Alejandro Villanueva was going to sign with Baltimore for, like, a month or something. But if they did it after the draft, it was less money or less guarantee. They could move stuff around, yeah. prorating the salary or something like that. So they asked him to wait, and he was like, yeah, sure, no problem. So he waited till after the draft. But everyone knew he was going there for a while before he even signed the deal. And granted, it's not set in stone until the papers are signed and things like that, but Rodgers is... Would, that story would have to leak, I feel like. It's such a big story. Yeah, I don't know how that doesn't get leaked to the media. Right, and if I'm uh, the Packers, I wouldn't want to just drop it on my fan base. I kind of just want it to leak out slowly so that that whole acceptance period kind of happens where they can get over it. And how yeah. do you feel about that whole thing, though? About them getting letting it get to that point? Like, do you feel... Gooden Kunz is a moron and like they should just fire him or you think like Aaron Rodgers needs to back down a bit or like do you think he should be in the middle like where, where are you at with that whole thing it's an interesting situation because you can't just let a quarterback or a player run the organization but you have to keep the team happy as well with the players and everything so it's tough it really it's really tough but 
I think they treat they didn't treat Rodgers well. They didn't, so they didn't draft a wide receiver. They haven't drafted a wide receiver in the first round in the last twenty years. That's true. I can make the argument though. The Packers but, are just being the Packers. They've only yeah, done this. Right. They didn't really. They, they, they didn't do anything special for, for Favre either. No, and then when Aaron fell to them, they picked Aaron. Yeah. Worked out pretty okay. So is it possible that Jordan Love is going to be incredible or something? I don't know. If Jordan Love is like a Favre-Rogers level, well, all right, fine. Then, 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 then they did the right thing. But if he's not like a Hall of Fame quarterback, then you just massively messed up. And the same thing could have been said about Favre. But Rogers is even better. And if you disagree, you're wrong. By yeah, the way, that's yeah. not like yeah, a debatable thing. Aaron Rodgers is the Rogers most. Is a better he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life. He's incredible. Either him or Mahomes are the two most talented. I can't decide between the two because Mahomes has like Hill and Kelsey and Reed calling the play. I'm gonna give it to Rodgers. Yeah, but right now I'll probably give it to Rodgers. Mahomes cool. still young. Yeah. All right, that's fair. I've never seen someone just be so accurate and just the yeah. football just it's amazing, but. To let that guy go, I think, is moronic. I mean, you went 13-3 and three the last two years. Like, let's put this into perspective. They are 26-6 and six over the last two years. This guy just won the MVP. Do not get rid of him. Just placate him a bit. Like, I'm not saying that you have to draft every single guy where he's like, all right, like, I want this player. And you have to go, okay, Aaron, like, we'll go draft him now. You don't have to do that. Right. Or you know what? When he's talking about Jake Kumaro and he's excited about that Jake Kumaro is going to have more like looks in the slot this year because he only had 12 catches the previous year, and then two days later you cut him and don't tell Aaron, what are you doing? Yeah, it's your fifth, sixth receiver. Just keep him on the roster. Cut another guy. Free up the space if you want to carry an extra receiver. Uh, just an extra receiver. Just keep him in the building. It makes Aaron happy. Just yeah. do it. It's not a hard thing to do. That's fine. Right. Okay? It's that stuff that bothers me. It's not, you know, Jordan Love, I thought, was dumb at the time. And I'm starting to think it's dumb now, considering Tim Boyle was listed as the backup all of last year. So I'm starting to think that was a dumb pick, too. They even, yeah, they, they, they scratched. Yeah, they just scratched him. Just, just, just scratched Jordan shirt. Love. Yeah, just yeah, sitting there. like me on my couch. Yeah. Like, I was doing the same amount of work yeah, as Jordan Love. Have, yeah, I was wearing the same thing as Jordan Love last year. So I, I, don't, I don't particularly get it. The defense I thought was good, but needs work. They they never addressed it. They can't stop the run. They never addressed it. I think the biggest mistake they made this offseason was re-signing Aaron Jones because then they couldn't re-sign. They couldn't go help the defense. You have you drafted AJ Dillon. Use him. Yeah, and you had Jamal Williams who then, then and, they and then you let, let him go. go. Yeah, so they would have probably been better served keeping Williams and Dillon. But even when I saw AJ Dillon run by himself, a few games. Yeah, like 100 yards. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was good. Yeah, I, I don't really get it. I mean, you need multiple backs in this league now, right. so it's fine that you, they have the two. You can, always, you can always draft somebody or pick up somebody cheap. Right, yeah. I mean, look, they just got tell, uh, Tevin, Coleman. Tevin Coleman for, like, peanuts. So right. It's, it's fine. I mean, losing the center was big, but then they addressed it, which was nice to see. That's good. Yeah. Definitely want to keep Aaron upright. That would be massive. You know, Bakhtiari's coming back. That's another huge upgrade. That they didn't have last year. So I know they lost Lindsley, but you get Bakhtiari back. So that might even be a bigger plus than a minus. I don't really know uh, who's more important. They're, best, they're both probably, if they're not the best, and easily top three in their respective positions. Mm-hmm. So then you can make the argument, is the blindside tackle more important, or is, these, or is the center who runs the whole thing more important? I don't know. And especially when you have Elton Jenkins, who could probably play center. Yeah, he, I think he was playing a little bit of tackle, though, when Bakhtiari went down. Right, yeah. He, he So he can play anywhere. He can move around. So, considering what they have, I'm not sure who's more valuable there. I mean, I know that they need a second corner, because of basically what Scotty Miller did one time. And Kevin, Kevin King's not even there. That Mike Evans made, I, I get it. But I have to be honest, they picked off, the same secondary picked off Tom Brady three times in the second half. Like, this is not... Mm-hmm. This The secondary isn't trash. It starts with Alexander and Amos, okay? It's a good secondary for the most part. With one weakness, it's the it's the second corner. And they think that they addressed that in the draft when they drafted Eric Stokes from uh, Georgia. Yeah, so we'll see if Stokes can fill it. But I think they would have been much better served going for either a receiver or a defensive lineman. Like to me, their first round pick should have been Christian Barrymore. Right. Like that's what I was thinking. Was I was like, oh, right, he's still here. And the Packers can take him. They didn't take him. 
I didn't really get that, but you know, we'll see. Kuhn Kuhn knows what he's talking about. Reports are Aaron Rodgers is trying to get him fired, and he's and this and that. I don't really know if he's trying to get him fired or not. We'll. See. If I was the Packers, you know how you fix it? Just fire Goonkoos. Just fire him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sure, you won't fire him. He's gone. And then if he does it again, all right, all right now you're gone. Mm-hmm. So let him know. This is the only time you get to do this. Yeah, it's Klotz about to... Because I don't think about to clock out. It really done a good job putting a team around Aaron either. Right. Before he became the GM, they had Jones, they had Adams, and they had Aaron, and they had Bakhtiari. So what did he do? I'm yeah. pretty sure they had Jair also. It might have been one of Guttenkunst's first picks. I'm not sure. So Well, that worked out. <laughs> right. But was, so he's gotten Jair? Maybe. Maybe Jair. He maybe got Jair? I don't even know if he got him. He signed Amos, which was good. Mm-hmm. But it, he also lost Micah Hyde. So yeah. that's kind of a wash. Yeah, right. Right? I mean, Darnell Savage is pretty good. Yeah, he's on the good. Other side. You know, Kevin King's awful. So... <laughs> I don't yeah. really know. They, he can't find a second receiver for this guy. I mean, I know that Devin Funches opted out, but I mean, it's him. Yeah, like, he's, 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 he's better than MVS. Really? Maybe. but my, Maybe. Yeah, he might be. I don't know. Is he better than Lazard? Probably yeah, not. Lazard? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. And he's then, probably not. And then they also just found a tight end with Tanyan. To me, it makes sense for them to get a second receiver that could take the top off. I mean, that could run by people. To me, that makes sense. MVS is fast, but he's brick his hands. Right, he can't catch, which is a bit of an issue. Especially at the wide receiver position. Right. Here's the deal. I kind of think it's not... I know it's not going to happen, but if Deshaun Jackson would have ended up there, I don't think that that would have been the worst fit. And I know G, that DJX gets hurt every 10 seconds. Here's the thing. He's telling this. Just be healthy for the playoffs. All you have to do, right? All year, just focus on being healthy for the playoffs. Because if you don't play in the regular season, we're going thirteen and three, apparently. Yeah, regardless. So who cares? Right. Who cares? Just play in the playoffs. You're gonna play in the second round, okay? You just have. We'll get through the first round. We don't need you. We need you in the second round, and then the, and then the conference championship, and then you can rest up for two weeks if we win, and then you just play in the Super Bowl, and then you can tour, and then I think they gave you Terry ACL if you want, whatever. Yeah, right. So it's all you gotta do. It's not. You're not asking for a lot. Okay. No. And I know DJX might seem like he's kind of washed. It's not that he's a bad player. Jeez, he can't stay healthy. If you stay healthy, he'd be great still. Yeah, I agree. He's not that old yet. He's like, he's, I know he's in his thirties, but like, he's got lightning speed. I know the guy can really. He can still move past people. It's amazing. So I thought he would be solid, and then they need a guy who can actually work the slot. Like to me, Crowder would be such a perfect addition yeah. to that team. It would be so perfect. Um, they're not gonna be able to trade for him because they can't pay him. No, they can't. And it's not hockey where you could just take on the salary, or half yeah. the salary, and then just dump them. Because I would do that. I would, you know, give us a second or a third, and then we'll take off half a Crowder salary. And then yeah, I'd do that. Take Crowder. Yeah, exactly. I would do that. The Packers would probably do that. Everyone would, be, would love it, but it's not a rule, so you can't do it. I know a Packer fan, a friend of mine, he's willing to just get rid of Rodgers, get a haul, absolute haul, and just roll with Jordan Love. If he doesn't work out, doesn't work out. Well, if it doesn't work out, you're going to pick a new quarterback because you'll be picking up pretty high. Yeah, whoever that is. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Do you really want to get rid of Aaron Rodgers? I mean, think about the four quarterbacks that played championship weekend of last year. Josh Allen versus Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, you mean the two best quarterbacks in the AFC probably? And then yeah, Brady versus Rodgers. And Brady Rodgers. The two best quarterbacks in the NFC. They played each other. Yeah, arguably two best quarterbacks ever. Right, played against each other. So that's kind of it. I mean, Russell Wilson is club is, is is in that convo. He was in the playoffs. Right. The only top-end quarterback that wasn't there was Deshaun Watson, who might not even play anymore, so I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I don't even know what's going on with that anymore. So It's been kind of quiet lately over there in Houston. So right now, football's kind of like, meh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. A lot of people keep talking about the Broncos as being a team that if they had Aaron Rodgers, they're just Super Bowl contenders. Like, what do you, I, think, I don't think you think go. The Packers have a better team. I don't think you go from ninth overall pick to Super Bowl contenders like that. I don't think they're just a yeah, quarterback away. Yeah, I don't think you just flip it around. I think the defense actually needs work, and a little bit. If they add a couple of like an alignment or two, because especially because Jawan James just went out for the year, right? So, if they get a couple of offensive linemen, the offense is and Aaron Rodgers, the offense is done. Mm-hmm. Their weapons are excellent. 
I've heard these mock trades of the Giants sending over some pits and a receiver for Rodgers. Yeah, that would be crazy. The Giants, honestly, I like. I would think about them going to the Super Bowl. I'm not yeah, kidding. their defense they, is great. Yeah, because their defense is good. Offense good. O line is pretty terrible, though. That's the problem. Right, the offensive line is kind of scary. For yeah. So maybe not the Super Bowl, but if they can somehow get a couple of interior linemen at like the deadline or something, like a guard, mm-hmm. you know, like a veteran guard that you're like, ah, like we stink anyway, like we'll just dump them, right. you know, something like that. I can see that working out, but they had like oh, a Zeitler because because the whole COVID money situation. Mm-hmm. So could they just take out Rodgers' contract? Doesn't really seem like that would make sense. I know that Green Bay's going to pay the guarantee part, but just the money situation, I don't see how that work out. And then also the other problem is, is like where's Daniel Jones going? Because now you got to move Jones, and I don't think anybody wants him. Honestly, who no, wants him? I don't know. He's not good. The team has a quarterback now, or at least a quarterback they think that they can win with in the future. Yeah, like Daniel Jones just like isn't good. Like, it's simple as that. Yeah, he's pretty awful, and I don't really. I know a lot of people are still out on Daniel Jones. I was like, oh, like you know, the jury's still out on Daniel Jones. I'm done with him. I'm. I would be ready to move on. I don't think he's any good. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I don't think he's any good. He's he's better than Haskins. He outperformed him, but he's I don't think he's any good. That, that was so, a bad quarterback so, draft outside of uh, Kyler Murray. So yeah, that year. So football, nothing much going on besides mini camp. Uh, so about the the Islanders and playoff hockey coming up soon, uh, yeah. week and a half or so. The Islanders look pretty goddamn terrible right now. <laughs> they look awful. Uh, pretty awful. They're like I mean, two eight and like four or two sits and four recently. It's not not great at all. No, no um, it's not. It's not encouraging. I think I think we're all just like ready for. Let's just get to playoffs. But we've been benching, not really benching. We've been resting a few guys yeah, recently. Yeah, I hear that guy there. Yeah, they have. It's more. I saw. I heard Trot say it's more of a mental break than it's a, a physical like 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 body like break. Yeah, well, they need that. I mean, and they're gonna have the two weeks coming off. Also, as well, they will put where they'll be off before the playoffs actually mm-hmm. start. So that's good. Honestly, though, they just can't freaking score. Man. I know. It's they so can't frustrating. Score. Honestly, they can't put the puck in, in the, the net. net. Score goals. They give up two goals, and I feel like they're gonna lose. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. The 30 other hockey teams, right? The 30 other teams, if they score a goal, or, uh, I'm sorry, if they give up two goals, I, they're probably going to win. If they give up two goals, they're probably going to win. Yeah. Okay, most likely. Our team, no. I don't feel that way at all. They really just can't put the puck in the net. I don't understand why. I know that they don't have the most talented roster. I totally agree with that. Yeah. But they don't have the least talented roster. And with the chemistry that they exhibit, I, I don't see why you can't put the puck in the net more often. I get that they're more of a defensively minded team, so they might miss out on chances from time to time. Mm-hmm. But I see them possess the puck in the zone, in the offensive zone, for a long time and just never come away with goals. Well, it's kind of hard to score when you don't shoot the puck when you're in the zone. Yeah, that's another thing. They gotta shoot the puck. How many two on ones are they just gonna pass it across to a guy who's completely draped cover? Shoot the puck. They try to be just too flashy. It. Just rip the puck. Just throw it on net. Every single time they start to throw the puck on net, they start scoring goals. Every time their power play starts shooting, all of a sudden it looks like it kind of knows how to score. And then they go back into that shell of, uh, let's pass the puck around and get the perfect shot. Put it on net. You're a dirty, greasy, filthy team. That's what right. you are. You're the dirty, defensive team. Not dirty in the sense that we're going to go, you know, Tom Wilson you. Yeah. But dirty in the sense of, like, they, you just get in the gutters and just do the nitty-gritty stuff. All that. that's, that's your identity. It's who you are. Right. So your offense kind of should look a little bit like it, and it doesn't. Yeah, I know. It doesn't. They try to score the new way of scoring, which is fine if you have the talent for it, and they don't. All right, they don't have Austin Matthews running down the wing and scoring four goals a night. Okay, yeah, you know, exactly. David turn on the Jets and just pull my twelve people and then just all right, I'll just, I'll just do it myself. I mean, Barzell shows flashes of that, but he doesn't do it consistently. Yeah, like I don't know this. They can't score at all. Like Wallstrom, when he he had so much success in the beginning because he just threw it on net. He has the hard shot. Accurate too. Right, Very good. He's not playing every night. Now, now yeah. He's not playing every night. His shot isn't as 
finely tuned. He doesn't look as comfortable. He seems a little rusty out there. He really does. And it's because he's not playing all the time. He needs to play every game in Wall Street. He needs to play every game. Yeah. That guy can shoot, and you don't have many guys who can. Everly can shoot, but doesn't feel like hitting the net half the time. I've never seen a team miss the net so many goddamn times in my life. They miss the net so often. I've if I was watching any other team and I and they had the chances that some of the Islanders would have, I'd be like, oh, it's going in the net. Yeah, if you thought Washington was good now, if Washington had the chances the Islanders had, they actually would be undefeated. Like it's crazy. yeah, no, they probably they wouldn't lost. other, they just bury everything, and our team doesn't bury anything. It's a huge difference. And when you watch them play the Penguins and the Bruins and the Capitals, it's frustrating at times. You're like, you're better than these teams. You're out possessing them. You're out shooting them, not shots on net. You're out shooting yeah. them in total shots. You have the puck, it seems, the whole game. You're com- in complete control, and yet you're losing by a goal. And it's like it feels like a mountain that we have to climb back up to just get back into it. Why? Because the one time you didn't play perfect defense and Sidney Crosby had, like, half an angle to shoot the puck, he put it in. And then the 14 chances you had in broad daylight with no one there, you either shot it into Tristan Jari's chest or you completely missed the net. Yeah, that it's the only two things happen. Either shoot it at the guy's chest, or they just miss the net entirely. If you can't open that, I, I I just can't help you there. Like I don't. Also, after the Pajot trade last year, they lost a bunch of games in a row. After this trade for Zajac and Palmieri, not have a lot of success. Then they got the break from COVID. Now they're gonna get like a two week break, ish week and a half, two weeks, and. They turned it up last year for the playoffs. They just yeah. wake up like that. Yeah, I wonder now. Because Will it happen again? Because you see they lost to the Devils and the Sabres twice. So I, I can't tell if they're going the route of where I should be super concerned that they're losing the games to these teams and they're playing right. that poorly. And then they're going to just get swept in the first round. Or is it... Oh my god, I'm so bored. Just give me the playoffs already. I don't care what seed we are. We're yeah. gonna it. Who cares? Because mm-hmm. it could be the second one. Because Tampa was like that last year. Yeah. Tampa was like sleepwalking. They're kind of the doing it again season. too. Yeah, they're still kind of sleepwalking through the regular season. I've seen them lose to the Red Wings and the Senators. Like they they've been doing things like that. Not I'm sorry, not Senators. Was the other team? Blackhawks. Black teams like that. And they've been like kind of sleepwalking through game. And then when the playoffs came last year, they just turned it up and nobody could stop them. Right. The Islanders got the closest, but no one could really stop it. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see where it goes from here. Are they one of those teams that can just, all right, like, I'm bored, like, I'm just ready for the playoffs. Are they that elite of a team? I don't know. I don't know. I, just, I really can't tell. I just know that the Islanders, when they trot set a two, when they get away from who they are and what they do, they look awful. And this is what this, this is how they are right now. But when... They get back to like the way they play, like their team hockey. They're hard to stop, and we saw it for majority of this year. Yeah, that's a good point. I I think the Lee injury can't be overstated. It was so important just as a leader to have him. Mm-hmm. He's probably would have been their leading goal scorer too. And yeah. I know, and then all those greasy goals that nitty gritty stuff I talked about. Like the biggest proponent of that on offense was him right. standing in front of that net and just tapping everything in. And also, putting him and Barzell on the same line is such a lethal combination because you have to commit so much traffic to moving Leon because he's so damn big and physical mm-hmm. and so good around the net that you kind of have to collapse your your defenseman in towards him. Right. And then the more you've hemmed in the opposing team, the more Barzell has now to move around and skate. Mm-hmm. So you've created extra real estate for Barzell because you have to commit more presence down low to Lee and if you just try and stop Barzell Barzell will most of the time slip away enough just to throw a pass somewhere and if Everly can just contain it he can throw it down to Lee and right then, and, then, and then you're really done so the, the only choice you have is really to let Barzell kind of do what he does mm-hmm. and we saw the Flyers kind of able to stop it here and there where they would kind of pass off Barzell from one guy to another guy they almost play like a zone yeah so it kind of worked, and then once he got into the corner, they would try and send two guys to hit him, that, and then they would kind of switch it up and play man almost. Mm-hmm. It kind of worked, and then once Barzell figured out how to get away from it, then then that's it. It was over. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I want. I thought that they were going to make it out of this division in the playoff run. They were going to knock out two teams. I don't really care who it was. I'm not really sure now. Out. Now I don't know if they're going to win a playoff game. Like they look terrible. 
terrible. So we'll we'll wait and see, and we'll see if it's the former or the latter, right? We'll see if it's well, they're just sleepwalking, they're waiting for the playoffs to get going, or if it's. Not, I hope no, that's no, no, what no. it is. They're really bad. Like, I really just. I bad. hope. I hope they're just they sleepwalking. The I'm not sure. Baseball, um, Yankees are red hot. Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton looks unbelievable. Yeah, he looks like right now. NL MVP Giancarlo Stanton right now. He's playing out of his mind. One of the most mind blowing stats I saw. It was a. It might be an old stat now because mm-hmm. I'm sure you know some teams have hit more balls like this. Or Giancarlo I don't know. He hit another one yesterday. Yeah, I know Giancarlo probably has. It was guys who hit the ball over 115 miles an hour, which is just absurd in general. And Giancarlo Stan at one point had 17 or something like that, or 15. It was something like it's that. It's 17, I think, now. Okay. The next leading team, the next two leading teams, I believe it was the A's and Blue Jays. Had 15. Had five. Or something. Five? I thought it was 15. Was it 15? I could have sworn it was five. You're, you're probably right. Five, five. So, I mean, the guy is just out of his mind, Giancarlo Stan. He's the ball so damn hard. Wow. And you can see the difference when he hits it compared to most other players. Alonzo, Judge, and Stanton, and Olsen, to me. Yeah. When those guys, and Trout occasionally, and Bellinger also. There's a handful of guys like that, when they really get a hold of one, it's just different. It's just different. Yeah, it's crazy. Okay? Harper, too, but he has to hit it out. He's not a line drive guy. Mm-hmm. See, he can't keep it in the yard and hit it like that because his launch angle is so crazy with that uppercut swing. He has to hit it out in order to do it. But when Harper gets a hold of one, he can do it too. There's mm-hmm. a few guys like that. Acuna starting to do it a little. He's not quite at the same level with the exit velo. Yeah. Um, I love Freeman, but the ball doesn't even bounce off his bat like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, Soto here and there a bit, and that's kind of it. That's we're kind of just talking star players like that. There's right. Very few. Very, very, very few that can hit the ball like those guys. Uh, I don't get why they'll try to just hit home runs all the time. They hit the ball so damn hard. You don't even have to swing that hard. I love the Yankees. I really do. But if they could just change the approach at the plate, because that's what it is. It's the approach at the plate to just hit the ball out at all costs. And I hate how they do that. A lot of teams are starting to do that do that nowadays. But And the better teams are doing it. It's well, weird. Not trying to hit the ball or trying no, to hit the ball. are trying to hit it. It's weird. Yeah, it seems like the better teams of the regular season are trying to hit yeah. the ball. And then once it comes to the postseason, if you make it into the postseason and don't play that style, you'll have a lot of a lot of success. Yeah, and I'm tired of how Aaron Boone manages a game. Yeah, I don't care good. how many games you win. I don't care if we win a hundred or if we win fifty. I want him fired at the end of the year. <laughs> I don't care how many games we win. It's the same prop. The, the reason why we had so much so much problems at the beginning of the year were problems that we had in previous years under Boone. But but is that Cashman's fault though? Because he put the team together. Maybe it, it could be Cashman's fault. Because when you have to turn and go, all right, Mike Ford's my everyday first baseman right now because we didn't solve what happens if Blue Boy goes down. Right. Then what do you want Aaron Boone to do? My right. my suggestion would have been let Tyler Wade play shortstop. Right. Move Kluber mm-hmm. over, and then yeah, I know that Tyler Wade doesn't hit. I don't care. You know what? Odor doesn't either, and that's who you have playing. And now you have a terrible defense. And Odor just went down, so Wade's gonna see the lineup more often. Yeah, he should. And I, what have we been saying for three years? Higashioka. Higashioka. Gary Sanchez should not be allowed to see the field ever. Gary Sanchez should not play ever again. He is so horrifically bad. I can't even put, just as a catcher, I can't even put into words how bad he is behind the plate. He is so bad. And all the teams that win the World Series have a good catcher. Right. Every team that wins has a good catcher. Right. Okay? Especially the repeat winners, when you get into the teams who have had guys who just repeat. Like when the Giants Not used like to repeat? Back to back, but when they win a bunch of World like a few World Series. When the Giants like used Buster to win a bunch. Cozy, for instance. When the Cardinals. When the, Cardinal, when the Cardinals. Jadier Molina. Yeah. Yeah, then there's a couple of good ones hanging around, okay? Even Kurt Suzuki with the Nationals. Mm-hmm. Kurt Suzuki was a good defensive catcher, a very good one. It's not how much, how well they can hit. It's about the defense and how they manage a pitching staff. All that stuff is so important. If you lost. if you have a catcher that doesn't have good chemistry with your pitcher, it's not good. It doesn't right. work. How about Contreras and David Ross? Like Even yeah. that combination is very good. Right. 
there's a combo there that works. You need a guy who can manage the pitching staff. It's not always about just, you know, what's my catcher's batting average. Right. That's not exactly it. Yadier Molina is really the guy. Even Will Smith this past year with the Dodgers, very good. Yeah, Will Smith kind of came out of nowhere. I was very impressed by his defense, too. He's yeah, he's good. Very, very good. Right? And we've seen it happens. It's just, it's just the same kind of things are repeating and happening over and over again. And, uh... Yeah, I don't get why these teams can't catch on. I can't. I can't understand why both these New York teams they can not hit with runners in scoring position. They just can't hit yeah, runners in scoring position. Shorten up and hit a single. You do not need to hit a three-run homer when you have a guy in second and third. You do not need to hit a three-run homer. Just put the ball in play. Also, how many times is there, are there, there going to be no outs and they don't get any runs? Well, like we don't exactly want two runs. Maybe one, three runs or four runs. Well, you get none consistently. So why don't you get two every time you get two guys on base, and then you'll score, I don't know, six runs a game, and you'll hardly ever lose. Try right. that. Yeah, and if, starting the MLB, if you hit the ball where it's pitched, and you hit it well, it's going to go regardless. Right, they're, they're such good athletes. If you really get a hold of one, it's going to go. Regardless, you don't even have to... You don't have to drop so the shoulder, you don't have to yeah, you elbow have to. whole thing... You don't you know, have to f- are you going to get some doubles instead of home runs? Oh, no. Yeah, but you know what? You might cut down on those strikeouts. And pitchers are used to getting strikeouts now. They're not used to working hard to get their outs. Yeah, exactly. If you work a pitcher, they're not used to doing it. They, they, you're going to start going to the bullpen early. And the Yankees, if you get to the bullpen early, you'll win the game because you mash on bullpens. You mash. Right. The Mets usually hit bullpens well, too. And they just don't get to the bullpen because they all strike out. In three pitches. It's not like they're sitting up there with 10-pitch at bat and then they strike out, unless you're Guillaume. It's the only guy that seems to do it. And McNeil, from time to time now, even though he's been terrible, Mm. right? So even Alonzo, I've noticed he's taken a bit off his swing, and he looks so much better. Or how about this? What about a hybrid approach? I've always wondered about this as a hybrid approach. Zero strikes and one strike. Hit the way that you hit now. That's fair. With the home runs. Two strikes, change. Completely change. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not so hard to like change. It's hard to change in the middle of the bat. No, it's not. You it's have not. a different mindset on three one zero zero two zero one one. Everything is to every pitch. You should have a slightly different mindset. Okay, so it's not that hard to change. I play it. It's not hard to change the mindset. You're a professional baseball player. You should be able to change. Yeah, I know. If you're looking for a pitch in one spot and you're looking for different stuff and you're looking to rake anything that's middle in, you know, center cut on two and zero or zero and zero. Whatever it is, three and one, something like that. Then, I, and then if it's zero and two, you're looking to protect and foul things. I don't get why you can't do that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Obviously, I didn't play the level of competition that they did, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if I was able to do it in my league, why why can't you just do it in yours? I don't understand why you can't even do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't understand why you're not capable. You're a professional athlete. I think the Yankees will end up winning the division. They'll be okay. It's just when it gets the playoffs, if they can. They're not gonna be able to. They can't win like this. They'll never win a World Series right. hitting like this. No, of course not. And yeah, being not so hard. and being so reliant on Garrett Cole. The other pitchers are coming together. Kluber, Tyone, uh, Herman's iffy. Montgomery, he's pretty good. The bullpen's outstanding as it is. Chapman still hasn't given up a run yet. But when you're too dependent on Garrett Cole to go get you a win, you're not gonna win games. Like the Mets are too dependent on Jacob Degrom. You see, I know they're dependent on DeGrom. The offense is dependent on DeGrom when he pitches, but I think as a team as a whole, they're not. I think I think Walker's been brilliant and Peterson. Oh, yeah, Tyron Walker's been good. And Stroman's been very good, so I mm-hmm. think they're fine. And they, and, and they don't even have Syndicata Carrasco yet. I mean, I can't wait till those two come back. Oh, my God. And then Jonathan Lucchese should never be allowed to pitch again. Yeah, he's that, awful. Lucchese's terrible. Like, he should not be allowed to pitch. No, he should not. Okay, like just put him in a mop-up role or whatever. And just <laughs> say throw your best for two innings. Then I think he's fine, but not like this. Or just do like an opener thing or whatever. Just like Yamamoto and Gazelle and split a game. I don't care. Just when does do when does our Lugo come back? Yeah, then they gotta get Lugo back hopefully soon. I mean, their pitching has been good, mm-hmm. and they don't have Carrasco, Syndergaard, or Lugo yet. Yeah, and that is, and they just pushed back Carrasco, so we'll see when he comes yeah, back. Yeah, I mean, we'll see when he comes back. But if they're all healthy, oh my gosh, that team can really pitch. Right. Really pitch. And their lineup should be able to really hit. And uh, I don't know. Francisco Lindor looks lost. Lindor, he just broke out of his 0-26 streak. He was celebrating yeah. on first base like they won the World Series. It's like, 
I'm happy he broke out of it with a little single. That's great. Maybe this will get him going, but he has been terrible. He, he was like this in spring training. He was awful. And that tail end the last two weeks, he was on fire. And now he can't hit again. Now he just can't hit. He, he got paid the bag. So he got the money and decided to play well, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I like his defense. It's hard to... Here's the thing. He's a he vacuum. Got, I would like short. to sit and just wait until he gets his head right. He's so damn good in the field that sit. I don't want to set him. All you got to do is send him a game or two. That's it. I mean, they did. They just had him the other day. And then they let VR play short, which I think was a good move. And an, a, a low-key, fantastic signing. VR is VR. great. VR is a very personally. good player. I was so excited to get him. And I said, I don't know if I told you, but at the beginning of the year, I was thinking, you know, this guy's going to find a way to play every day. This guy, he's going to find a way to play mm-hmm. every day. He's just right. too good. Mm-hmm. Someone's going to get hurt or someone's not going to play well. And he's going to come and he's going to do well. And he is. I don't know. You might replace McNeil soon. McNeil's awful. Yeah, McNeil's look terrible, and VR might be able to just walk in, and McNeil might sit for a little while, or Lindor might sit for a little while, and VR is going to play. I, John and VR should be playing every day. At this point, he's been playing that well. I know Nimmo went down, and he was on fire, but now Ken Blore is going off. I know. I picked him up in fantasy. He's playing well. Yeah, he's playing <laughs> great. Alonzo's been on fire too. Conforto's starting to come around. All of a sudden, like a pretty good Dom Smith starting to come around. Everyone's looking like they're coming around. But besides McNeil and Lindor, and you keep them, you keep Lindor right above all the hot the guys that are hot, and you keep McNeil below all the guys that are hot. So what happens is, if one of the guys, if one of the guys who's hot doesn't get on base, you don't score runs. Right. And it's ruining their lineup. Like you should stack McNeil and Lindor at the bottom or at the top, and then that's it. Mm-hmm. You just see what happens. Because I, I want all the guys who've been getting on base to just get up together. And just punch him. And then, if you know what, if you score two runs every time those few guys come around, you, you, you do that. Score like six th- runs a game. Three out of four times? Yeah, you score six runs. There you go. You should be able to win, especially with the pitching you, that you've had right. recently. The, the pitching's amazing. The defense is terrible, but the pitching's great. Yeah. So we'll see where it goes. I think that's about it. We'll cover baseball, we'll cover football, we'll cover hockey. We've been on for about 52 minutes. Yeah, that was good. Uh, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next week.